everybody. Welcome from Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium. I'm Jim Noble, and it is the inaugural edition of the Coach Dwight Perry Show, brought to you by Budweiser of Spartanburg. I've been looking forward to this for a while. It has been a crazy season. It has been tumultuous. And through it all, Dwight, you and your staff have come together with a bunch of new players and tried to, to gel playing styles and personalities. It's all worked out with a, a 10 and seven record thus far, a few games into conference play. Uh, talk to me about, I guess, first of all, your gut feeling about this bunch. A lot of new faces, 12 new newcomers to the program. How have you guys put all that together and come out on the other side? Yeah, it's a, like you mentioned, it is a bunch of new faces. You have a bunch of new guys. Um, some have played college before. Most of them have not. You know, we're in the bottom 30 of most experienced team, right? Mm -hmm. We're one of the least experienced teams in the country. But, you know, on the other side of that, that's exciting, right? A lot of guys are getting experience playing college basketball and playing in the Southern Conference for the first time. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, you know, I feel really great about this group because it's a group that not only are they resilient, but they're willing to put in the work and they want to all do a great job, not just for themselves, but more importantly, for each other. It's always nice when players like each other, when uh, when they seem to kind of gel quickly. Did that start in the offseason? A lot of guys were here for summer workouts, yep. if not everybody. Yep. Talk to me a bit about that process and how they got to know each other. It absolutely did. You know, having our guys here this summer was big, mm -hmm. them getting to be around each other, not just on the court. But off the court as well, as we all know in college, whether you're playing basketball or a different sport or you're not playing athletics at all, right? There's a lot of time that is spent in the dorms, spent on campus, spent, you know, doing different activities. So our guys getting a feel for each other as people just as much as players has paid huge dividends that I think you're seeing now. All right. When we come back, we will talk about non-conference play starting off as the Terriers and Dwight Perry and his coaching staff kind of jumped into the deep end very, very quickly in this 2022-2023 season. Then we'll take a look at the Southern Conference. Moving forward, the Coach Dwight Perry Show rolls on right after this. You can always count on the crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light, just like you can always count on Always Game Gary. Yay! No bar is too far. No wing sauce is too hot. Not for Gary. Gary is the man. He's nothing like Keith. Keith never wants to do anything. Why are we even talking about Keith? Always Game Gary is famous among friends. He deserves a Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Behind every adventure is the road that got you there. Behind every passion are the tools that make it happen. And behind every Ford truck and SUV is a Carolina Ford dealer going the extra mile, finding the vehicle you're looking for. It's our commitment to your journey. That's what it means to be true blue. New inventory is arriving daily. For great offers on a new Ford truck or SUV, go to buyfordnow.com or see your Carolina Ford dealer today. Welcome back, everybody. So obviously, December 5th was a, a big day in this program. The, the coaching change, uh, Coach McCauley goes on a leave of absence, eventually resigns. You take over as interim head coach. Talk to me, Joy, about your priorities at that time. Do you strive for continuity within the program in terms of the, the things that the players had gotten used to, how much do you put your personal stamp as time goes on? Yeah, I think the most important thing, you know, anytime there's change, especially with athletics, with college basketball for us, 
it, it all goes back to the players, mm-hmm. right? And this is a program that is centered around the players. And, you know, their needs were at the forefront of all of the entire coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And that's physically, and not only physically, right, but even more importantly, mentally. And so that was something as a staff, we wanted to make sure that they were all taken care of physically, mentally, emotionally, so that, right, when the time came that we could perform at our best on the court. Um, and I think those guys have done a really good job. Obviously, mm-hmm. just like with any team, with any season, there's ups and downs. Uh, there's going to continue to be ups and downs. But, you know, for our guys to be in a great place mentally, emotionally, and physically, I think is a testament to the group we have, staff and players. Like any young team, uh, you're going to have some highs and lows, especially in non-conference play. Uh, They got uh, some of the the, the really high points. You played a really good game against a a really good Drake program on the road, I thought. Couple of tough three-point losses to SEC teams like LSU at, at Vanderbilt, and then obviously there's the learning curve. Uh, Georgia Southern comes to mind. Um, things like that. Through it all, how resilient are these kids? They're not really kids; they're they're young men. But I'm always struck. Sometimes we as adults internalize these things and take them really seriously. They seem to be able to kind of bounce back, yeah. take it one game at a time, and I think that's served them well so far. It's amazing. To, to your point, Jim, their resiliency is uh, it's something unlike I've seen before. And what these guys have gone through just from a basketball standpoint is a lot. And then you factor in that these are kids that are getting a great degree from Wofford and what type of you know, stress can come academically. And then you're talking about the league that we're playing in, right, the Southern Conference <laughs> or some of the teams we played in the non-conference of how good they are, right? Georgia Southern was obviously a tough game for us. But they're a team that's competing at the higher end of the Sun Belt right now. You know, and obviously the Texas A&Ms, the Vanderbilts, the Drakes, the LSUs of the world, like their talent level speaks for itself. But even teams like High Point, um, all the teams we've faced in the non-conference, I really think are going to prepare us for a great conference slate. Yeah, when a kid comes out of high school and all of a sudden he's playing at LSU and he's playing (laughs) at Vanderbilt, and then he's playing at Texas A&M, yeah. and, and you go in there and you, and you beat the Aggies on their own floor. It kind of encapsulated uh, the end of non-conference play. They were able to go back home over the Christmas break and you know, have a little swagger to them <laughs> when they got around friends and family coming off that win. How, how good of a mindset were you guys through the 8-5 and five non-conference part of the schedule? You know, like we spoke on before, there was definitely ups and downs, mm-hmm. but I definitely think the high note, towards non-conference of beating Texas A&M was huge. You know, I think almost just as impressive as beating Texas A&M, you know, anytime as coaches where guys come back, they go home, they're able to get away. There's always a bit of uh, anxiety and a little angst to see how those guys are, not only physically, but really mentally and emotionally when Mm -hmm. they come back from that break. And this was one of the best post-Christmas practices, you know, our programs had since I've been here. And it's, a, it's all a credit to those guys. You know, they came back, to your, to your point, they were probably, you know, had their chest out a little, a little more, but, you know, they should have. And they deserve that mm-hmm. because of what the work they've put in and mm-hmm. obviously the results that they produced versus Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's something that we are really looking forward to helping us go through this conference. All right, when we come back, we'll jump headlong at a conference play just like the Terriers did. A couple of tough tests to start off conference play and a couple of good wins after that. It's all ahead here on the Coach Dwight Perry Show brought to you by Budweiser of Spartanburg. Black and gold. Bold. A victory story about to be told. Grit. 
toughness, and tenacity. A hub of hard work in Hub City. We're on these wins like dogs on a bone. In the zone, our place, in your face, won't leave you alone. Strength, speed, fire, truth. I'm sorry, do these things trouble you? We're Wofford College. We fly the W. Ingles, proud partner of the Wofford Terriers. It doesn't matter if you're active on the road or in the gym. Your body is your strongest tool. Spartanburg Regional Sports Medicine Institute is here to push you to the next level. With partnerships across Spartanburg County Schools, we're here when it happens. We diagnose, treat, and heal at the Sports Medicine Institute to get you back and active, in the gym, in the game, and to the next level. We never quit because you never quit. And welcome back to the Coach Dwight Perry Show, brought to you by Budweiser of Spartanburg. I'm Jim Noble. So, the schedule makers don't do you any favors starting off Southern Conference play. A, you get ETSU and UNC Greensboro. B, you get them at home, but there's no students here. And atmosphere is always a problem for every school. Yep. When the students aren't there, you ran into a couple of buzzsaws, a couple of tough losses. Talk to me about those games and whether or not conference play might have been, Dwight, a little shock to the system for some of your new guys. Absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of factors, right? And mm-hmm. every team deals with them. And so that's, that's all part of the process. You know, East Tennessee State and UNC Greensboro are two very long and athletic teams. Yeah. And both of those coaches do a great job of playing the way that they play. Not having Amari Tice, that, that definitely hurt us. You know, when you have a guy that is long and athletic and can make an impact on both ends of the floor. You know, having said that, you know, we were more than equipped and had the pieces to get it done. We didn't, you know, but to your point, Jim, you know, I think a lot of our guys, whether young or old, being their first time in the Southern Conference, you know, we faced a lot of really good programs in the non-conference. But as everyone knows, when you get to conference play, It's a different ball game, right? There's more intensity. There's a higher sense of urgency. And, you know, again, in a perfect world, that's something that we would probably grasp great right out the gate. But that's what this part of the season is for. You know, there's going to be a bit of a learning curve. Mm -hmm. And the key is, right, is not where you start game one, but by game 18 headed into Asheville that we're playing our best on both sides of the floor. And now we're going to talk about that word we've already used, resiliency. You take a trip down to Macon, Georgia. Yep. Mercer's historically been a tough place to play for Wofford. It is a battle. It is a tractor pull. It is a rock fight. Biggest lead by any team, four during that game. And you get a big shot, as you're about to see, from Jackson Pavletsky to win it for the Terriers. Shot clock off, 12 seconds to go. BJ's going to bring it up. Dwight Perry's going to let him play it out. Jones, seven, six. Pavlesky gets to the free throw line. He goes up and under, and he gets tied up, goes up, and it goes with them. seconds to go. Time left on the clock, but Whopper leads it. Pavlesky, six the basket with about a half second to go. Big, big road win for the Whopper Terriers. A one-point win for the Terriers that was huge, both in the standings and in terms of perception with these guys getting their first conference win. Absolutely. I mean, to your point, that four-point lead either way probably might as well have been 20 that night, (laughs) you know, but that's how some games are going to be. And, you know, one thing we talk to our guys is at the end of the day, everything we have to do, we just got to pour everything in mentally, physically, and emotionally 
so that we can get at least a one-point win. You know, I didn't know it was going to end up being a one-point win, but we'll take it. And again, not only credit to Jackson, credit to our whole team. You know, a lot of guys stepped up in that game, mm -hmm. and it was really cool to see. You know, we, I thought we made a lot of strides, especially on the defensive end. And that was something that was really encouraging. And then you come back here and complete opposite game. You lead wire to wire and beat the Citadel by 20. So it kind of just shows you what, how nutty college basketball can be. Through these first few conference games, we've talked about Jackson Pavleski. He was SOCON Player of the Week after the Texas A&M game. He sort of garnered a lot of the highlights a lot of the news is in front of the newcomers, but you talked about contributions from a lot of different people. Chase Martin and his defense at the end of the Mercer game. Jackson Sivils has come off the bench and given you guys a lot of energy. Kyler Filowich is on his way to becoming a, a cult hero uh, here at Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium. Freshmen like Adam Silas, returnees, Corey Tripp, B.J. Mack, Messiah Jones. I could go on and on and on, but this seems to be a collective true team rather than one guy every night. Absolutely. And that, that's, that's, any, that's any great team, and that's been any great team here at Wofford. Right? Obviously, there's a lot of marquee names that garner attention right, mm -hmm. with all the great programs and all the great teams that Wofford has had in the past. But on all those successful teams, right, you have contributions from a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. And that obviously can come in the way of scoring, but rebounding, defense, you know, leadership that mm -hmm. you spoke on, that's something that I think every single guy in our program is helping make an impact, and you can see that in our progress. Speaking of leadership, um, I want to highlight, obviously, the, the three returnees uh, who, who came back, really four. Um, obviously, B.J. Mack and Messiah Jones, they lead by example. They're not the loudest guys out there, but when they speak, these guys listen. They do, and these guys care at a high level, and that's something that not only you hear, but our whole program feels. Mm -hmm. And to your point, when those guys speak up, whether it's in practice, whether it's in the locker room, mm -hmm. whether it's in huddles, it has a resounding impact on mm -hmm. our program. And, you know, obviously we don't have, you know, comeback player of the year like they do in the NBA, but if there was a comeback player of the year, I mean, there's not a guy that's deserving of that award, award more than Messiah Jones. Mm -hmm. And it goes the same with most improved. You know, <laughs> there isn't a kid in the Southern Conference that has improved statistically and just as a basketball player more than Corey Tripp. Mm -hmm. And to your point about BJ, you know, obviously a lot of what he does, people already know, but there's a lot of stuff that he does that doesn't show up in the box score. You know, the way he screens, mm -hmm. the way he's willing to be a great passer, how great of a teammate he is. You know, and obviously a lot of our new guys, right, we have a decent amount of them, that gets a lot of publicity as it should. But to your point, Jim, I think those three guys, BJ, Messiah, and Corey, and even the leadership right of a Jonathan Stillman, mm -hmm. he doesn't play a whole lot in games, but every day in practice, whether he's on scout team, right, the energy that he has on the bench, that's, those are the type of contributions and those are the type of things that help a program get to where it wants to ultimately go. So to kind of wrap up this first edition, what truths have become self-evident in the uh, in the Southern Conference? I think Greensboro has been a surprise with their athleticism. Yeah. Furman kind of is who we thought they were. Sanford has gotten off to a fantastic start, but they've been, boy, up and down and injuries. It's hard to figure them out. Do we not yet know how this conference is going to shake out? Is it just too early? No, we don't. And if anyone does, then I definitely would encourage them to get a lotto <laughs> ticket right now. Um, because if it's one thing that we know these first couple weeks in the Southern Conference, anybody can beat anybody. Mm -hmm. 
and that's home or away, right? Whether that's a Western Carolina, mm-hmm. whether that's a Citadel, you know, beating a, Chatt- a great Chattanooga team, right? You go down the line. And one thing that we know to be true, when you have the coaches in our league and you have the talent in our league, you have to show up and you have to be ready to play mm-hmm. and you have to be ready to compete on both ends of the floor for 40 minutes mm-hmm. or you could easily get beat. Speaking of showing up, Next time the Terriers will be on this court behind us will be Saturday. If VMI comes to town Saturday, 7 p.m., we encourage you. We had a great fan turnout for the Citadel. Now the students are in town, and I know that helps you guys. And can't wait to see everybody out here at the stadium cheering on the Terriers. Uh, you got through it okay. Baptism by fire. We appreciate you your time on the First Coaches Show. Looking forward to do this again and again and again throughout the season. I appreciate it. Really looking All right. forward to it. And for Coach Dwight Perry, I'm Jim Nobles. We'll see you next time on the Coach Dwight Perry Show brought to you by Budweiser of Spartanburg.